Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop commentary. My name is Chuck, and I am one of the co-leaders of this show. Each week, we take a brand new release and let you know what we think about it. But before we get to any of that, I've got to introduce you to the other leaders of the group. I made sure not to copy and paste his intro from two weeks ago and instead chose the number one option. He did such a great job hosting last week, I might be better off staying in the shadow. Give it up for Valentine Mark! <laughs> oh my god. There was um, a lot. There was a lot hitting you there. I yes, know. There's a lot no. of puns back to back to back, but my favorite was coming up with Valentine Mark. Valentine Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Th- thanks, Chuck. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm very happy that you're back. <laughs> last last week was stressful, so <laughs> for me at least. You did a great you, stressful you for honestly me. did a great job. I Thank you. I I was I did what I normally do when I listen to podcasts and listen to them while playing video games and I was playing uh Spider-Man while listening oh. to you guys uh talk and it was incredibly seamless. I felt like I was I felt like a fan listening to our own show. So it was, so it was kind of fun to to not expect to hear my voice cuz that's what I do when I listen to the podcast. I'm just like, "Oh crap, here's that part where I forgot that one piece of info or like I flubbed the sentence or you know whatever." Yeah. But it was just so exciting to hear you host so uh, we'll have you. to do that subunit sometimes yeah no i appreciate that for me i just heard myself sound like i'm eating my own tongue but that's okay thank you <laughs> i know you catch so many things like oh my god is my voice really that yeah. high pitched and i said cool cool it's... a lot <laughs> <laughs> cool 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 okay anyway <laughs> i love it okay and the thing that you forgot to say last week, but I'll say for Steven this week, rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC. After having to endure Hurricane Laura, Tropical Isa- uh, Tropical Isaias, Hurricane Delta, and Hurricane Venus, he's currently experiencing a wild winter storm. Let's just hope that's the only one and that he stays warm under his duvet. We have Steven in the house. Hello, Chuck. Thank you so much for that intro. I I missed that. But uh I'm doing I'm good. How are you? Glad to have you back. Glad to have all three of us. I <laughs> Oh, shout out to all the uh, true Boa fans who understand that joke. You just had to throw the duvet in there too. <laughs> I know, I know. I guess I that's just like, something I got... that they might need to understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Hey, Stephen, are you are you unfamiliar with I, the I don't think the I Canadian know. group? Do, uh, oh no, I, I don't. I don't know them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, because I'm assuming everyone's first introduction to Bo is watching that anime serial experiments lane or lane people like to say oh lane. yeah that's what that song was in that's yeah right. and it was the the intro used for the american uh I, I don't know if they use it for the japan intro but the american intro um used that song and then for the longest time i had 
put that song as an MP3 as capital B, lowercase o, uppercase A for the longest time. So it would just be like normal BOA songs, like number one, whatever. And then duvet, <laughs> and then even more uh, uh, alternative rock <laughs> Canadian music. Oh, my uh, bad. I, I, I said it was Canadian. They're Canadian. They're actually British. That's my bad. They're British? Uh, yeah, no, they're I British. thought they were Canadian. No, I, thought... I, I looked it up right now. They're, Are they Br- Oh, my God. They're an, English, they're an English band from London. So they're, nobody's from Canada. Why did we all think they're from Canada? Because Even I, I thought they were from Canada. Well, I said it in a no, text, no, no, so I, it's my fault. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought they were uh, from Canada since, like, middle school. So oh. <laughs> it, it just maybe they, they're from England and then they moved to Canada. Or, no, they're straight up yeah. based. Yeah. Okay. They just have Anyway, that's... Mandela that's not the boa we're talking about we're only talking about one artist today the only one yes the only one the only boa the legendary boa queen of k-pop been around in the game since how what year was it in when she was 15 thousand 2000 there you go Uh, i'm sure alan mark will cover all the bases but that's who we're going to be talking about today Boa's 10th album, Better. There's a lot of songs in it. We have a lot to cover. So before we do that, Stephen, we need to know the specials of the week. Lay it down for our listeners. All right. So I picked another five from this uh, this week's releases. Uh, just start from, from Monday, uh, which was more of a... First one I'm going to do is like more, I guess, KRNB. Uh, it's a singer named Miso. She put out a four-song EP called Metanoia. When I listened to some of it, and it, it I really liked so far what I heard. Uh, and but it's like in like ninety-nine percent in English. It's 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 a good good album though. Um, and then we got another mini album by Kim Songkyu of Infinite. Uh, his mini album's called Inside Me with the single I'm Cold. And then um, some more heavy hitters the rest of the week. Uh, yesterday we got Taeyeon with a mini album called What Do I Call You? Uh, the, I don't know if you guys saw the teasers, but they, those were really cool. Uh, and I listened to some of that too. I really liked it. Um, and then we got a single by Lehigh featuring Crush called For You. And then rounding out the week, we have... Uh, a new single from Twice called Cry For Me, which they performed at the Mamas just a few weeks ago or last week. Yeah. Oh my God, there's a new single? Yeah. yeah. I was not aware of this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thanks, Stephen, for uh, laying down the specials. It sounds like a delicious set of entrees. Um, but our main course for today is, of course, Boa. And there is way too much to cover when it comes to Bo, we're talking about decades of just hit after hit and just evolution after evolution. So I'm sure sometime in the future we'll have a Boa-specific episode where we can just go through um, her discography, her both Korean and Japanese albums. Although I, I must admit that I, I think I, I don't know if I listen to much of her Japanese releases, but I know there's one song. Well, what's the one song that is it Atlantis Princess? No, is that it's not, not Japanese? I forget. Anyway, um, so to to 
bring you up to speed, we of course have Alan Mark, who's going to give you the rundown of Boa, everything about her. Take it away. I don't know if I could cover everything, because that's 20 years <laughs> of a lot of Boas. So uh, I'll mostly touch upon earlier stuff, but yeah, here, here we go. So Boa, uh, uh, she is a South Korean solo artist managed by SM Entertainment. Uh, she was discovered in 1998 when she accompanied her brother to an audition for the company where her brother initially auditioned as a break dancer. But I guess they saw her and they're like, wait, her, I want to <laughs> see what she can do. So she trained for a couple years uh, until she officially debuted on August 25th, 2000 with the single ID Peace Be at the age of 13. Oh my God, it was 13? Wow. Yeah, she was 13 when she I debuted. I thought it was 15. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so she started since 2000, and we're talking about her now in the year 2020. So um, yeah, because of her popularity and longevity, she's sort of been dubbed as the queen of K-pop, um, being a big part of the genre's impact internationally, and internationally, especially in Japan. So she actually became the first artist to break through to the Japanese market with a Japanese version of ID Peace B in 2001, as well as a follow-up album, Listen to My Heart, uh, in 2002. Um, yeah, and she's, so for historic, uh, for history's sake and, you know, why she's as iconic as she is, she is the only foreign artist in Japan to have three albums sell over a million copies and is one of only three acts in the country to have six consecutive number one albums, along with... Ayumi Hamasaki and Utada Hikaru. So that's wow. That's iconic right there. <laughs> no wonder why I confused the both of them. <laughs> oh yeah, with your Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then um, of course, you know, since then a lot of more music, a lot of albums coming out, uh, and then eventually in 2008 she made uh, her American, or I guess. Uh, more international debut with the song Eat You Up, which is her first uh, English single, fully English. And that was followed up with her self-titled fully English album uh, in 2009 as well. Um, and then throughout the years, she's also ventured through different creative aspects and not just music. She's acted in a bit of television and film, including one Hollywood film, which I'm forgetting the name right now. That was an indie film, actually. So, um and then she also produced and emceed Produce 101 Season 2, which ultimately gave us the group 101. And then as well as adding more songwriting into her repertoire as the years went on. Um, so yeah, and then now, uh, on December 1st, the year 2020, Boa released her 10th Korean album, as well as her 20th overall album, Better, marking her 20th anniversary, bursting into the into the pop scene. Wow. Oh boy. That was a mouthful. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot that is a lot yeah. of info. Oh boy. Okay. Well, uh, be, I don't I, again, we can we can dedicate like 5 episodes to Boa, but I, I guess in a nutshell, how early did you guys catch on to Boa? Like what do you do you have any memories of your very first Boa single that you listened to? Or the one that stands out the most to you? Yeah. Like, if I had to ask you your favorite Boa song right now, what do you think it would be? Oh. 
I I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it's. <laughs> I think it's okay. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't have to come up but, with that. I'm just <clears throat> just trying to like if there's any anything that stands out when it comes to Bo because like. Bo has been that one constant where you can just always rely like her to release um, a fun song every so often. For me, I I think my favorite era, of course, is like late two thousands Boa when she's really trying to like when you have songs like uh, Moto, right? And you, her trying to be as much American pop as possible with like. I think there's this one. I think Moto uh, M- Moto is the one where they tried to sound like the Neptunes a little bit, like like Justin Timberlake Neptunes. Um, anyway, that I think that that for me that era will always be my favorite for Boa, just because it's just so. I for me Boa, it's it's hard for me to grasp Boa as like contemporary because like she's obviously been evolving and adapting throughout the years but yeah for me Bo will always just be part of like first generation and um I don't know that's that's my that's my uh that's my uh memory I guess Boa yeah I think like I knew who she was before I even listened to any k-pop I think I heard her first her first songs in Japanese before I heard any of her Korean music um but then I think the the album I've listened to of hers the most is actually her English <laughs> album that came out in like 2009 <laughs> and because there are a few songs on there that uh, I really liked there was one that was in that movie or it was like the same song in that movie music and lyrics um, oh. They, I, oh it is oh okay yeah and yeah I remember uh, that song but I forgot what it's called but uh, I, I listened to that a lot because that was kind of in my my peak like listening in college phase so mm-hmm. uh, I was just this was like the first full English or like first I think it was one of the bigger attempts of trying to get into the American market so I was trying to just listen to it a lot um, but that I think has affected kind of how well, I associate, like, mu- or what I associate uh, musically with Boa. <laughs> I guess for me, uh, well, I first heard of Boa way back uh, when she was releasing uh, music in Japan, because that's at the pretty much at the peak of when I was listening to Japanese music. But I mostly listen to J rock, not J pop. So she kind of. Um, I was aware, but I was I wasn't listening to her music. I didn't know she did a song with M Flow. It was the M Flow loves Boa. Mm-hmm. I think it's called oh, yeah. Love Bug or something like that. Um, but that was like the extent of uh, what I knew about her music. So for me, when uh, the Boa that I like the most or my favorite song is what I guess her first comeback since I started listening to K-pop full time, which is only uh, only one in 2012. That song felt perfectly throwback, but perfectly K-pop with the chore- the music video that's basically all the choreography. It was just the perfect way to reintroduce Boa to me uh, at a time that I was like, yeah, I'm going to be listening to K-pop now, and I guess this is it. And 
only one is perfect so so did she learn japanese or was she raised she no japanese i think it was during training she learned japanese and english during the two years of training wow and she signed with it was she's been with sm the whole time the whole time wow yeah (laughs) all 20 years oh i wonder who they had at the time like who was to you right Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> did and they have... H-O-T and Boa. Did they still wow. have Shinwa also? Or was Shinwa not with them? Still? Oh, I don't know. Wow. Because yeah, they, uh... they were under SM, right? Or am I thinking about a different group? Yeah, they started off with SM. Let's see. H-O-T. Oh, yeah. yeah, H-O-T was 2001. Oh, no, oh. wait. That was the disbandment. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> They disbanded into that. H.O.T. was 96. Shinwa was 98. Oh, they also had S.E.S. S.E.S. Okay, in 97. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But then I guess there was, she was the first solo artist to really break through. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and Boa in 2000. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, have you seen... Because, uh, like, who's still active? Is it a... Uh... Shinwa is still actually active. Sh- I know. She, yeah, Sh- Shinwa reminds me of, like, the Backstreet Boys yeah. right now, where they're still trying to... They're still playing the hits and coming up with newer, more mature, older songs, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But... I think they they created their own record label. I remember when they actually came back in, like, 2011, 2012 with the song Venus. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. these old-ass dudes are coming back. But then now it's like, now I've been listening so long that it's like every time Super Junior does something now, it's like the same thing. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just looking. Yeah, everyone is like 41. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, everyone's the same age. Jeez. And Sex Geese too, right? Yes. Yeah, I think they were still pushing out music for a little bit. They're They're under YG now, right? Really? I'm not sure. Okay, we could. We don't have to talk about this. Yeah. Right we could have a special episode for. Uh, we'll do um, the history of K-pop yeah, at some for point. Gen One at some point. Yeah, well, um, we we have a lot to go through, um, and a lo- it's going to be a lot of fun to go through them, just because it's Boa and she always release. She always releases bangers. So, as per tradition, I think it's only right that we start off with the single and i believe it's the only single right now i don't know if there's anything else but there's a music video for it so i'm assuming it's the only single the uh, lead track off the album and the name of the album Mm -hmm. better um does anybody want to start with better like any of their thoughts of it i mean i think i want to talk more about the music video than the song itself Uh, mm. um But I know Steven doesn't want to talk about that as much because there's no public transportation in it. Oh, <laughs> that's I what I was thinking the whole time. I was looking for it. I was like, no, no, it's not going to pass this test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how many? Uh, wait, a, a lot of videos have had something. But okay, yeah, uh, we can, when we get to the video, uh, I, we can talk about it. Yeah. But I, don't, yeah I don't mind starting it off because I do have a decent amount of notes, but um, I love the groove of this song. Mm-hmm. 
like the way it groups with the bass line that goes throughout it um it's the i like how it starts off with like a sparse arrangement because it um because of how packed sort of the melody is then but then as over the course of the song as the pre-chorus comes in and eventually the chorus more instruments keep getting added and then just the build-up brings up so much drama and i thought the build-up's really cool Um, and into the chorus, which is really interesting to me because the melody isn't actually that interesting. It's mostly like one note with a bit of up and down, like here and there. But the the harmonies they added on top of it um, mm. really help pack the punch of what this song is. Uh, along, paired with the strings, it just brings that drama to like such a like a point that um, it's hard to. I know. It, I really enjoyed that that part of the song. Yeah, for me, I I was entranced by that bass line that just kept going through the whole. Like, I think it was like two bass lines that were. Uh, it, I, I'm forgetting how it goes, but every single time, I I I, I couldn't agree with you more about that groove because the entire time I was listening to it, I. I think I was doing like that stank face that you do when you hear like a really nasty bass line and you're just like, ooh, uh, okay, okay, I'll see. I see you. Um, this is it. This, um, with a lot of Boa, I I appreciate Boa because sometimes she, we'll talk about it with other songs, she understands her lane, um, especially being the queen of K-pop. She's not trying to... Um, She's not trying to replicate what a lot of people are popular, what a lot of people deem popular. She's still being authentically boa while having a modern sound, and this this gave me a lot of um, like you know two thousands uh, era type um, melodies and riffs with with the instruments and everything, and I I I really liked that part of it and I, I know we we talk up a lot about the vintage sounds when it comes to these songs and they tend to be the ones that like um gra- or gravitate towards me um and this is no exception i i very much just imp- uh, just in- incredibly enjoyed just f- like flowing through this song and was really excited for it to be the first track yeah i i thought this was a really good first track and, and title, um, but I think I mentioned that I listened a lot to her English album, and this, which like is how I think about Boa and uh, for better or worse. But like this, this first song, uh, it did remind me a lot of Eat You Up or certain parts of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I like that song too. And I was gonna say the exact same thing Alan Mark said about the chorus, which just the the harmonies and the backing vocals on it it just sounded so good um yeah and i like even with just kind of the notes not really changing too much but just being kind of 
just hitting hard like and then you get those vocals so yeah i thought this was really cool um yeah i i, I not too much else to add about the the song itself though well it does have a music video like i mentioned and <clears throat> i i always like we talk about it all the time i always appreciate great choreo and mm. you can always rely on boa to deliver her in- intricate hits or just just very stylistic uh choices when it comes to um um, her movements, uh, very lots of like slow, sensual, you know, like like hip, like spreading, you know, whatever kind of movements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I thought it I thought it fit perfectly with kind of the uh, the uh, flow of the song. It's very slow and methodical. It, it really like, and then when it comes to the chorus, when it comes to the, like when when everything's put together that's when she does all those hard hits and does all those like fun um uh like kind of like group moments uh, so to speak um i especially like that one part where the camera was like tilted to the side and looked like she was doing like the sideways walk and then it <laughs> turned out to be like a, a, a guy that she was stepping on or you know like mm-hmm. everyone else was doing that yeah um yeah it's just it's it's just refreshing to to come back to choreo because a, a lot of uh, K-pop now, it, th- there is still an emphasis on choreo, obviously, but it's all about the spectacle. And this one, it, the spectacle was all, just boa and I guess water dancing. I, I'm a sucker for <laughs> water dancing, so anytime you can like splash or kick water up, like sign me up. Uh, but her outfits were amazing. Her mm. makeup was incredible. Like just like the fun pops of colors, uh, like over her eyes. It was just a very, very simple, very <laughs> I guess pandemic esque. Uh, meaning like the production, very simple um, production, but very efficient uh, or effective. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I just I was just the whole time going like, how do you still look this good, Bo? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, like Steven said, ageless. So, I, 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 I mean, it wasn't like a home run. Like I'm gonna watch this music video every single time. But it was a, like, it was a nice compliment to the song itself. I like that the room she was in with the the, the ceiling. It was, had the lightning painted on it. But yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They flashed some lights behind it. I like that effect. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the video too. I, nothing like too spectacular about it but right. the, the choreo is cool I really like the outfit in the, the first chorus I guess that uh, it's just like more like I don't know regular clothes but it looked <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to change up from that more was like it, all black yeah know. was it the cut off long sleeve yeah, yeah with like I, the the printed jeans and the yes yeah, yeah. the brown, the brown I, sneakers I like just every the group's outfits in that scene mm-hmm. were, yeah were, were good yeah, we got to do an episode um, about fashion for like some of these music videos, or like just in general, because like oh, yeah. I, it would be fun to like an- overanalyze their mm-hmm. choices for some of these outfits, because like I really appreciated like because like two thousand late two thousands early two tens K pop, it's like I get this visual like visual of like dark clothing or like very intentional like just a more edgier vibe 
And like, I, obviously, she was trying to go for that with the very like dark black room with like the you know the dark water and everything. But I, I just whoever decided to give her like that black leathery <laughs> like jacket mm-hmm. to like kind of break her up from the rest of the group. Kudos! It was yeah. very good, very good. And I, uh, one one thing I wrote down that I just wanted to make sure was on the record. Um, I'm really happy that Boa is taking all the time she needs to rest in between scenes. And she was laying down a lot in this uh, music video. <laughs> she was laying in the water, laying in the pillows. Just very, very smart. Just like very LeBron James-esque. Knowing when to uh, to uh, take a breather and like stretch stretch his performance. Yeah, they were just so. like, well, we'll just leave this in. And like, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, do you want to do like a dry run of, uh, we'll, we'll just have you laying down. Uh, we'll just, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure that was, mm-hmm. that was noted for the music video. Um, Alamark, do you have any other thoughts? Yeah, about I mean, you touched anything? most of it. Uh, like the choreo, I'm glad that it's mostly a performance music video because uh, like that is what, Boa does best along with everything else that she does. She's just the best at it. Um, the, I mean, you said that you wouldn't rewatch it that much because it's a pretty like the the sets. It's not too much going on, but I would watch it a whole bunch of times because full disclosure, I am like a huge simp for Boa. I love Boa. <laughs> I like bad crush on Boa, except like it's the kind of crush where it's like she's unapproachable because like. Uh, she's like such like you a put star. her on like a huge pedestal. Yeah, yeah. kind of like like sort of Rihanna ish in the same <laughs> way where it's oh, like gotcha. I'm scared if I ever like walked up to her and said even two words, she would just laugh in my face and walk away. <laughs> um, it you... doesn't matter how nice she is in real life. That's what I feel like is gonna happen. Best case scenario. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the outfits, as you mentioned, like the leather outfit, I was is incredible with like the garter boots and the leather jacket. I mentioned the the green cutoff long sleeve with the the like bigger jeans. That that was interesting. I thought that felt very throwback of a look. Um, almost like yeah, early two thousands ish, which is when she debuted. I think that was sort of possibly purposeful to have a more modern uh, take on that uh, on that era and that style. Um, so yeah, she just looked amazing. Uh, with the choreography you mentioned when she walked on the dude's back the also i like the oh actually what i really want to talk about is the bridge because the bridge i think is actually my favorite part um choreo wise she Mm -hmm. does that little like thing that's like kind of shiny's ring ding dong yeah yeah, a little bit which was really cool um yes but just also the fact that the mv changed the aspect ratio during the bridge when it hit that breakdown when she's like sitting on the throne yeah, like the the widescreen bar is just like lifted away, oh. and then it's sort of like it. It was interesting they chose that during that part of the the bridge, like the breakdown, because it felt that's when it felt very throwback, like '90s R&B-ish hip hop style vibe with the with the beat change. So that was interesting they changed to that, and there wasn't as much like choreo going on besides the ring ding dong kind of move, um, and then. All of a sudden, it, it like moves back to a more widescreen when it like hit punches into that last chorus. So I thought that was super cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like overall, like she's sort of been uh, um, 
like compared to as the a little bit as the Janet Jackson of mm-hmm. uh, of Korea or of K-pop, and like this performance absolutely like has that sort of like not vibe but definitely the same like based on longevity and just impact that same um, energy to it. So, all right, so. There are uh, we talked about one track. There are eleven tracks in this album. Eleven great tracks, I would uh, say. But naturally, we don't have all the time in the world to talk about it. So I think it's only right that we kind of each go through. I mean, we'll carry this on after the break. But I just wanted to make sure that the three of us got to pick the song that we most wanted to talk about outside of Better, just to make sure that we have enough time to talk about that then we'll fill in the rest because there's a lot of songs that i like for sure but um uh, i'll go ahead and start um i think this was a no no brainer for me to bring it up um you guys know me we're learning more about my styles i think i feel like my style or my interest is the most vocalized on this podcast just because we keep doing the what's Chuck's favorite song. So we're getting a better and better uh, glimpse of it. But um, obviously I'm not going to choose my all-time favorite. That's not what I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about another great song. And I hope it's not one that you guys want to talk about. I would like for all of us to quickly talk about Cloud. Did I step on anyone's toes? No one talked about Cloud? Perfect. Okay. I want I it chose Cloud because this this for me really um accentuated, you know the thing that we already know that Bo is an incredible singer and this was just a nice easy soulful song uh slow jam ballad if you will and it was just it was nice to hear Boa sing because like after having better and temptations because temptations for me that was very um to go from better like you know the groove to then temptations which is like a um a more higher energy song to come back down to cloud which is kind of ironic because you want your head to be in the cloud but then maybe you know cloud isn't like dreaming i don't know um yeah i just i i remember i i was listening through my first time and like had to like pay attention to this song because i knew knew this was going to be like that soulful sound that i really enjoy in general and just um really appreciated the different riffs that she had and um seemed like she was speaking more in her like in her higher higher pitched tones and everything like that and so it's just just very pleasant to me do you guys have any similar notes or uh, disagreeing notes to cloud i mean you touched upon like the vocals i think that is really what stuck out to me the most in this song she really sung the hell out of that um I yeah, and we also mentioned how it's like a nice break in the energy as well. Um, this one, no, it's a good choice because this one is one of the songs she co-wrote on this album. So mm, I think it's one okay. of three. Um, yeah, one of three. And um, yeah, I think I like this one a lot because 
Um, there's like a weightlessness to it that is mm-hmm. feels very calming. It sort of, it reminds me and gave me a little bit of vibe of um, came out a year or two ago Neo's album Saturn. I feel like this song could fit sort of right into that album as well. And that's one of my favorite albums to come out uh, the past few years too. So yeah, I think it was nice hearing this. Like um, you could tell. Uh, a bit of uh, Bo's vibe with her writing this with this song, um, so yeah, I I mean I really like this song as well. I feel like okay, one thing that's been that's been like weighing on my soul has <laughs> been um, my my uh, take on this Twice's song "Handle It" from our uh, <laughs> <laughs> from that oh, album. Oh no, that no, you've been thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. because I, I've listened to it a few more times, and I was like, "Yeah, hmm, this song is." Uh, I like this song a lot more than I said I did. <laughs> so that is how I predict I will feel about Cloud. The uh, more I yes, listen to yeah. it, um, I th- I'm kind of just going in between thinking it this song is a little boring and like really because i really loved the instrumental and like the 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 feeling it had but then i was just feeling like the the instruments weren't really doing anything different throughout the whole song Mm -hmm. but then like boa was sounding like she sounded great throughout but then the melody wasn't too interesting to me so like together it's it is a good song but it's not like special to me so we're I, back everyone <laughs> we're back it's not a it's not a how you can eat special uh, unless uh gonna, steven and i can duke it out this, um, this was the supreme court i would you two would be filing your concurrences and <laughs> what i'm writing the dissent is that is that the right uh, <laughs> yes, terminology yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, even though it's like i like this song <laughs> <laughs> i must i like this song but i need to give you my opinions of it first but um okay i think that's a great way to kind of go through this album so um we'll we'll touch more on steven's pick and alan mark's pick after the break but stay tuned because alan mark has a great game in store for us. <laughs> I don't know if it's great. <laughs> uh, okay, I may, may be talking too soon, uh, but knowing Alan Mark, I really hope it's a quick bite, quick snack again, because I love his food-related uh, games, and I can't wait to be disappointed. <laughs> but I hope, it, I hope it still is. I hope it still is. All right, we'll catch you guys on the B-side in a bit. And we're back. Welcome back to the B-side. As you know, as we've been doing every single week, we have been playing, we have been foolishly playing a game every single time. I don't know what is going to happen come episode 20 but if we're still playing games by episode 20 then we must really love doing this podcast because it takes a lot of hard work and dedication i know because i edited steven's game last week and that (laughs) was (laughs) that was one very fun to listen to two 
would have been very fun to play, but three, man, I, that must have been like a technical nightmare to try to figure out how to properly execute that. So, um, but I would love to play that uh, another time. But it was just that when when I heard that, because like I. I wish you could have seen the amount I had to like clip because I didn't uh. understand when you were playing it versus when Alan Mark was listening to it. So then I was like, okay, uh, I think this is how it's working. So I'm just going to pretend like this is how it Nah, how it you, you edited it seamlessly. So yeah. really oh, good perfect. job, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I even you. listened to the beat over and over again so that I could match the, the sample, like so that it would just it seamlessly. Good. Yeah. So... It was just it was just fun to that was a fun game for me too to play. So it was like guess what part of the song did Steven play? That that was actually uh <laughs> that was actually really fun. Anyway, uh enough about Steven's game. We're going to talk about Alan Mark's game. Why don't you uh let us know what torture you're going to bring us through. All right, good evening fellas. So, welcome to a round of How you can eat you up. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So this is uh, honestly, this is just a quiz to uh, show Boa over the years. So chose random years, uh, not random, but throughout Boa's career, I chose a year and chose a random uh, sort of trivia tidbit from each year for each of you to answer. Oh no. <laughs> uh, it's not multiple it... choice, so just buzz oh, in with your name okay. or your favorite oh, Boba no. song for the answer. Oh yeah, no. That's all it is. It's <laughs> okay, just okay. it's you know, it's <laughs> it's five questions all spanning the course of the past 20 years. Wow. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> let me pick uh, a song that I want to uh, buzz in with. Uh, let, me, let me just find his no. album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll choose the uh, Japanese album. Okay. Yeah, we can go. Oh, we can go. No. Ahead. Okay. Oh no. I'll, I'll figure out. I'll know who buzzes in. All right. So I'll just start chronologically because I think it works out better that way. So. In the year 2000, Boa debuted with the song ID Peace B. Leading to this year, everyone was freaking out about Y2K. <laughs> so, you know, everyone stockpiling right. a whole bunch of resources into their homes, preparing for the impending doom of whatever apocalypse it was supposed to be. So, this question, name three canned foods you would have stockpiled for Y2K. Okay. Do you want to buy? Oh, okay. So it's it's boa boa adjacent. <laughs> these questions. It's just uh, the year. Wait, uh, that's all. That's all. That's oh, the only connector. Okay. Wait, wait. Are we saying? Do we have to? Na- are the cans no. named after no, boa just, songs? No, just named oh, any just, just any us. three okay. canned okay. foods. <laughs> That you would stockpile for, for Y2K. Okay. For you, you seem like you got the... Uh, uh, okay, let me ready. just buzz in with the song Hypnotic Dance Floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, perfect, perfect. Corn, Sloppy Joe, Mix, okay. and Chili. Is Sloppy Joe, Mix, and Chili the same chili. thing? No. 
<laughs> no, they're different cans. They're for oh, okay, sure different right, cans. Right, right, but okay, okay. in essence, they're the exact same thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll. I'll but let, but, I'll, but the <laughs> the chili could have beans. <laughs> okay. I'll. When the I'll sloppy give, Joe could uh, just be meat. Give that to Steven. Sorry oh, for the God. technicalities, but all right. First point goes to Steven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is just uh, speed. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. It's just honestly just answer as quickly as possible <laughs> once you have an answer. Doesn't matter if it's the right answer because okay, okay. in 2001, Bowie debuted in Japan with uh, the single ID Peace B, but the Japanese version, of course. In 2001, Iron Chef held a special episode, The 21st Century Battles, where two former challengers, Toshiro Kandagawa and Bobby Flay, went up against Iron Chef's Hiroyuki Sakai and Masaharu Morimoto. What cuisines did each Iron Chef specialize in? Uh, oh, the the two. Yeah, the say, say, Sakai say and Morimoto. What, what did this? What cuisines did they specialize in? I'm buzzing in. I'm buzzing in. What? I don't know, Stephen. I forget. <laughs> this is this is why we should have started our. Uh, <laughs> we should have started our podcast. Um, I'm gonna say Japanese and French. Chuck is correct. Hiroyuki Sakai yes! was Iron Chef France, while Masaharu Morimoto was mm-hmm. Iron Chef Japan. I believe the third Iron Thank Chef you. Japan uh, since. Well, this is after the show already ended. They did some specials. That was one of them. And he stood so. on. He stood on the cutting board. He stood so, on the cutting board. Bobby Flay <laughs> stood on oh, the yeah. cutting board. That's right. Oh my God! What a time. <sighs> How did you know the perfect cross section to Stephen and I? <laughs> like, like, I just question? knew that was. I wanted to put oh, an Iron Chef question in somehow, and perfectly. Uh, the, sadly, perfect. the original show ended in Japan in 1999, but luckily <laughs> they had those special episodes. So, oh, all right. Amazing. Next up, tied one-one after two mm-hmm. questions. So this is fun so far. I hope it's fun. I love it. These are all food-related <laughs> yeah. trivia. Are they based on the year of the boa? Are they? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> notice that. That's interesting. All right. So in 2009, the boa released her self-titled American album. Also in 2009, Julie and Julia was released, a movie about Julia Child's early years. And a young woman named Julie Powell who aspires to cook all 524 of Julia Child's recipes in one year and blog about it. Name either one of the lead actresses of the film. Oh, Hypnotic Dance Floor. Uh, <laughs> Mer- Meryl Streep? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, oh, Meryl Streep did play Julia Child in this that's film. Right. Uh, the other answer, uh, the other acceptable qu- answer would have been Amy Adams, who okay. played Julie Powell. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't take that away from Stephen. That was, that's his baby. That's his album. That's your, <laughs> that's, that's your year. That all is right, your year. That's right. That's right. All right. Awesome. All right. In 2015, Boa released the self-produced album Kiss My Lips to commemorate her 15-year anniversary of her debut. In 2015, this famous Taiwanese dumpling house opened its doors to Northern California for the first time. I'm going to say Milky Way. 
Ding, 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 Milky Way. Oh, okay, that's the song. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not the name of the... Um, oh, my God, wait. No way, I can do it. D, it's because you want to be... Your DTF, your die... Oh, my God, what's the T? Die... Oh, my God. I forget what the T stands for. Die, die, tau. Fun... Just skip me. I forgot oh, the no. name. I know. I know the acronym is DTF. Uh, die, hypnotic die, dance floor. Yes. Wait. Yes, okay. Take, Jack, it, take, it, it, take it. Steven, it, take it. Take it. Steven. Take it. Take it. Yes, it is Din Tai Fung. It opened its doors in Santa Clara. Oh. Din Tai Fung. Yeah. I was right. like, Ding Tao. Nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway, DTF. All right. Well, Steven already got three out of the five correct. But do you want to do the fifth? Do you want to do the fifth one just for fun? No, he got two out of the five. He got two out of the five. I got my canned foods. You right. got the canned foods right. Oh shoot! Oh no! <laughs> I lost. It's all right. I should we have could... taken that. I should have taken the. Oh, or... why did I take? Why did I take the Meryl Streep? Or we can have this last question. Be, be worth a thousand, thousand points. points. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. A thousand it. points. All right. In 2020, Boa released Better, marking her 20th anniversary. Also in 2020, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion came out with the incredible song WAP. <laughs> and, and I believe the second verse, Cardi references a water bottle brand in the line, Head Game is Fire. Punani blank. What is the water brand? <laughs> I'll I'll take a guess. All right, Chuck. Girl, girls on top. Guess. Ding ding ding. <laughs> oh my god! I wait. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just gonna name a water brand, Steven. You can take it. I don't. How about this, Steven, You, no, no, I'll just guess. I'll guess. I heard, honestly forgot the water brand, but I'm just gonna say Dasani. <laughs> but I don't think that's it. It is Dasani. Oh, <laughs> oh! That, okay. head game is fire. Punani Dasani is the line. <laughs> oh man, from behind. Sorry, Steven. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel bad because. I stole that from Steven. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I stole that. Well, now you have two wins under your belt to go yes! along with Steven's two wins, and I think I still have three. So yeah. that's where we are right now. Pretty, I'm, pretty I'm close. just happy last week didn't count because you would have clearly won that game, even if I was there. So. <laughs> it took me a full <laughs> minute to guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> do, I, do I guess it? Mean it? <laughs> oh my god well Almark thank you again for yeah. keeping with the food theme it is fantastic yeah, I hope this is this is just what you do every single yeah, time it would have been a quick bite but you know Bola deserves a full on feast so you know that's why she eats you up <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah exactly she is absolutely a 12 course meal or sorry 20 course meal there you go <laughs> she's a 20 course meal well, we uh, still have a lot to feast over this album, and so let's let's pick up right where we left off. I'm gonna go 
We started with Alan Mark with Better, so I'm going to pivot to you, Stephen. Okay. What song do you absolutely want to talk about? This one, was, this is a hard pick. Uh, but the one I'll go with is track number eight, Honey and Diamonds. Ooh. I just like the uh, at first glimpse. I just love the the title. Itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there's something about that title that was just like, okay, I know this song's gonna be great, and then I click play, and I was like, oh, it's as great as the title. My Carry on, uh, unfortunate first thought about the title was, aren't they those uh, conservatives? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's someone. Those are two other names. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, no, but continue. But uh, okay, so this song, I, I it this one like actually did grow on me. At first, I thought uh, this is very like hotel lobby, <laughs> like <laughs> elevator sound mm-hmm. that I didn't think I was going to enjoy. But then, what I really loved was just the chorus of this with the the vocals. There's that one section where they kind of just hit with the drums and I just thought it sounded so good and the bass was great on this. Um, mm, it just has yeah. like a really, a really cool sound. It's not like super contemporary with the rest of K-pop, but it just, it's very, and it was very hip and I just thought it sounded really good. Um, yeah. It reminded me of um, when I was really into, I mean, I think I still am into them, but really into uh, Future Sounds um, back in like the early 10s, mm-hmm. like, you know, to that selection, uh, all that kind of stuff, like Tumblr, uh, SoundCloud, uh, beat producers and everything. And so, especially with that intro, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, isn't that a, a Neptune's, uh, a Pharrell intro? Oh, with like, the guitar uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah or it's like the it's it's like it does the the four yeah. count like the dan dan oh dan, yeah yeah dan, 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 like something like that. Um, anyway, um, the the what was I gonna say with this? Um, yeah, it was just very very um. Uh, how do you describe this? Very like. It, it. I always use the phrase outer space when I think of this kind of music with, with the ve- the synths that are very like, I guess I don't know if spacey if you want mm-hmm. if you want to use that word, but it it is it is very um, uh, it is very flowy in that sense where it's just kind of um you have like the fun I'm, I'm like trying to imagine the feeling I had when I was listening to this for the first time. Um, but it, it, again, it gave me another groovy type feeling, um, uh, outside of the, uh, the other tracks on the album. But I, I, I really enjoyed this because the, um, I'm trying to remember the part that I really like. Was it? Come back to me. Come back to me. I'm going to, I'm going to go remember real quick. One thing I just wanted to mention again was the, the bridge that came in with the really smooth keys. Mm -hmm. And I I really like that. And then it, when it ends, it just goes back into the chorus, which I again, really liked. So I don't know if that was the part, but 
I wanted to mention that again. That that was the, I was trying to remember the the instruments, and I just listened to it real quickly. But it was that it was the synth chords that was just and the but the combo of the hi hat in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, it's I feel like every bridge is great for Boa because like it just it's just the I mean every bridge likes to cut out all the instruments and just leave a couple um, to kind of carry the song, but. Um, that one, that moment was great to just have it drop and then make it feel like a nice slow body roll movement, <laughs> uh, mo- or moment. Um, so great pick. I, I did, I did, I, I did put a good, I, I did put a check mark in my notes for Honey and Diamond. So mm-hmm. great pick. Alan Mark, what, what is your, uh, one page thesis? For <laughs> Honey uh, and Diamond. So Steven mentioned the bass, which hell yeah, that bass is funky as hell. So of course I loved it. I used to play bass in a band. So I always, that's one of the things I always point out. And when I hear songs and the first verse, there's one part of the melody. Um, melodies are a huge part of this album, like really interesting ones and fun ones. And this is no exception. The verse, the first verse has that one part where it goes, I thought that part was really cool. Um, But for the song itself, actually... Okay, full disclosure, I love every song of this album. I actually will say that this is one of my favorite albums of this year. Uh, Top three, I think. Um, So... Wow. Yeah, every song I really like. But I think I would rank Honey and Diamonds on the lower end Mm. compared to other songs. Um that uh yeah i think when doing a full listen through this doesn't stick out to me as much as other songs do um though it is a nice like bright break from a lot of the heavier toned songs but um yeah i'm sure like as uh, with steven <laughs> with yeah. steven and a uh, cloud um this one probably is gonna i'll probably have a better opinion about it l- later on but for now it's i'd say it's on the lower end of this album for me for sure. Okay, so we talked about Cloud. We talked about Honey and Diamonds. Alamark, do you have a song that you want to definitely talk about? God. Neither of you chose the one or the backup that I was thinking of, so oh. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Let's talk about both. All right, let's talk yeah, about sure, both. Sure. So no, why not? I'll yeah, just introduce yeah. both of right now because they both happen to be co-written. They're both Boa and Sean Kim, Kim songs, so it's all that jazz oh, okay. and uh, Little Bird that I wanted okay. to talk about. We oh, could, Little Bird, yes. Yeah, we could do, um, well, you sounded excited about Little Bird, so I'll do Little Bird first. Um, okay, okay. So Little Bird. Oh, no, I, no, I, 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 I was going to say Little Bird was like the, I, oh, yeah, I forgot to talk, I forgot to talk about Little Bird. Yeah. But, so, okay, let's, let's start with Little Bird. <laughs> Yeah, Little Bird. Actually, this song came out earlier in the year. I think in August or so. I guess celebrating her 20 years. There's a. I found a a, a video with. I think it was Vogue Korea, where um, it was like uh, just a cool um, boa video, and it had this song in the background. Um, so I thought that was cool, but. Yeah, like the main thing I really want to talk about this song was just the full arrangement. Um, just like the opening horns there. I don't know if they're real horns. It didn't sound like it, but they gave me sort of um, like they were there throughout most of, if not the whole song. They gave me vibes of 
James Vincent McMorrow, actually. Um, that's a good, yeah, his, that's a good pull. Yeah, his album, Post Tropical specifically, that's that vibe that uh, came out from that. So I had that very, it started off sounding like it's building up to something almost triumphant. And then when you get to that chorus, it sounds very triumphant and like, um, like yes, like the chorus, like reading the lyrics, it was like talking about, you know, how you finally achi- achieved your dreams, but it's still like a long road ahead and still so much work and a lot of hard work to deal with, but you're still fulfilling your dream and flying as this little bird, you know, you know, yeah. Um, and then, but the part that really stuck out to me was pretty much like the last chorus and the outro on, because man, when that organ comes in with the, it sounds like, um, like gospel-y a little bit, it kind of gave me Chance the Rapper's Sunday Candy vibes for that one. Ah, oh, that was so cool. And then the slap bass comes in, and then my face just does that, like, like that stink face, like, yeah, oh, yep, my yep. God. Like, I mentioned, like, I love, like, it, cool, like, bass flourishes now and then. And, man, that one just, like, hits the slap in that little break between all the other arra- um, uh, instruments in the arrangement, and then it just starts going ham throughout the rest of the song. And then Bo is just doing all those, like, the runs and just bell teeth stuff and like the tone of her belt just sounds so cool. Oh man. Yeah. This was an incredible way to end like this album. Like it really felt like a celebration of the past 20 years of her career. So yeah, that's, Oh man, I got really excited to talk about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, 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 you mentioned the horns and I, one of the notes I, put for that song was that it it gave me like a fun throwback vibe to uh insert any fueled by ramen artists so like mm. not fallout boy but just like um it it does that very like anthemic um yeah. horn sound where it just it it sounds like um i'm trying to think of the song that i can't i can't it picture it in like my head mid to like panic maybe yeah yeah i would i would say it's very panic-esque yeah. i hopes so. are you thinking high hopes yeah yeah i think okay. so yeah yeah you're right yeah thank you did you write that down a, no i did not just, <laughs> <laughs> just pull that out yeah you said pull by but yeah very, yeah very very much uh that era where it's very um like you're saying triumphant and i i i, I don't know i i, I this was a surprise to me because I, I wasn't expecting it to be something I liked, but it was the very last song, and I started going like, okay, it sounds like you're normal, like this is what she's going to perform uh, for the encore kind of thing. But then really when it picks up, that's when I again like stopped, and I was like, oh my god, I got to write this down. This is this was a surprise. Like I can't believe this, like the way the song this or the way the song turns out. And so, um, great pick, great pick for. Was this your backup? Uh, I kind of had them tied. I was like, if someone okay. talks about one of them, I'll talk about the other. So, okay, perfect. Yeah, great, great. I All right, Stephen, had... uh, how much did you hate the song? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the, the whole time Alan Mark was talking. I was saying like I thought Sunday Candy, like mm-hmm. exact same thing. Yeah. All the instruments just like going off uh, in that section, and then Boa too. So I. I love that organ coming in. So but cool. <laughs> it it's I like that bass. It's just so funky and like 
I, I kept like just like pretending to play the whole time. I, was listening to it. I get excited I about that bass every time I hear it. Every time I listen to the song. Oh man! It uh, and like the the whole song is kind of uplifting, but then that just really brought it to an, another level. Um, but I will have a note that I, <laughs> that I was kind of puzzled by the section leading into the outro with the that everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be all right mm. it's just like the boom boom clap yeah that just i i don't know it just it felt because I, the whole song was even though it was all about like going through some struggle to reach uh like your your dream and achieve your goal it it still felt kind of inspiring and upbeat where if it maybe was sound a little sadder sounding the mm. the everything's gonna be all right section might have sounded might have like had a little more feeling behind it or because i i just i didn't seem like necessary that that short section with i i it was just a little odd to me and i kept replaying it and it didn't i don't know why it it didn't sit with me right but are you, are you are you saying like it wasn't how you were expecting the song to end I thought, or it was more like it was just there it, the message was uh uplifting but the sound was um uh, sounding a little troubled is that what I, you're saying no, I, I feel like I, I don't know it was almost like like self-indulgent to have that in there just to, okay okay like and and because the rest of it had this kind of gospely sound, but right, th- it just I don't know what did you did done you think that? But it just was kind of. Did you odd. think the the message was too corny, too cheesy of a line, or did you? It, or it, are you saying the tone? Or I, I it's kind of hard. It's not like it made this. It was just the the tone didn't change enough like of, of the message right right for it to did you want it to be any... more triumphant i, I wanted guess. it to be like less so because oh, okay okay got it, it yeah it, it, i don't know it, it was just a little puzzling yeah. to me no, I, I can yeah, i can see that, makes that. Sense. i can definitely feel that um, yeah i think it might have it for me when i heard that part it felt very like um, end of the album we'll get through this pandemic to the fans maybe but yeah mm-hmm. I definitely feel like tone wise like I think yeah you're I think I do agree uh sort of a sadder tone maybe like hitting a, a random minor in there might have helped it out like bring something else out but mm-hmm. yeah all right all that jazz oh man right after oh, the yeah. song that I picked cloud yeah what, how do you want to start this conversation for this song? I mean, my notes on this are also pretty much arrangement um, stuff. So, like the guitar work in the intro was super uh, was good. 
I like that. And then hitting with that bossa nova-ish, like, Latin jazz influence first. Yep, exactly. Was, uh, yep. like, the syncopation. I really like the syncopation to the rhythm. It's a very good song, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, but I think what stood out to me was, oh, my favorite thing when it comes to pop music is, like, melodies. And specifically, I like to describe it as when a song feels like the melody is dancing up and down the staff on the sheet music. Like... Mm. Where it really plays with like filling up that uh, the mm-hmm. staff, like um, going up and down a lot, stuff like that. So and you know rhythm changes as well. So I think this song, out of all the songs of the album, probably does it um, the best, or at least the most interesting way. Uh, I thought that was super cool. Um, though I am the the beatboxing was a choice in this song. I think they did I it was the second say, verse oh, and the I, outro. I was hoping. That yeah. was a bit of a choice. I don't think I minded that much, but it was a it choice. It sounded like <laughs> yeah. it sounded like when Steven was out sick and we needed a backup beatboxer. <laughs> and it was and me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it was Alan Mark. Yeah, but it sounded like they like kind of compressed it to make it try to sound more electronic or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, um but yeah, my only other big note about it is that this song had a fade out, and I love it. I love fade outs in songs. <laughs> Great. This is the only song with a fade out? In this album, yes. Fade outs are so uh, rare in K-pop, and then we get yeah. two weeks in a row where I get to talk yeah. about a fade out in a K-pop song. And I think especially this one is super effective because, like, if you, like, I listened to it, I paid attention in the headphones all that closely today. And I noticed that they dropped all the instrumentals uh, first throughout the fade out. And the last thing you actually hear is like her scatting at the end. And I thought that was um, that was a nice like way to use that fade out. Um, yeah. Uh, also, arrangement wise, the piano, I think, was really cool towards the outro as well. Um, it kind of shifted it from more Latin jazz to more like a traditional-ish jazz with the scatting. But... Um, yeah, I thought like this song also just really stuck out to me as an early, uh, early favorite, uh, and yeah, that's that's really my notes on it. I think one thing about this song was that it reminded me a lot of one of my other favorite Korean acts, uh, Classic Y. Ah, like, yeah. So that I mean, they they've always used kind of the bassa sound really well and I, th- I think this song did that too uh the, the main thing that i wanted to mention was also the beatboxing especially <laughs> at the end um and and her scatting uh like uh i i i thought this was an, a good in the album placement also just a good place after cloud mm-hmm. just two very like smooth songs um but i might place place this one also kind of at the lower end of mm-hmm. songs on for, for for me on this album uh yes like a I'm not just saying you. that because you but true. No, it's, it's true it's like I a see. true contrarian wow this is thank you sorry all over again <laughs> yeah this this might be the most um controversial album the most divided we've ever been the thing is i don't even know if those two songs are my favorite off the album i don't know if i Mm. can determine a favorite but there is one song that i definitely have listened to more than every other b-side um and we haven't even talked about it yet Uh, oh why why don't um 
I don't really have any other. I mean, I have notes for all these songs, and so like I, I did really want to talk about Cloud, so um, I, I, I got my fill in for that. But um, yeah, I, I only have really quick notes for something. But if any of you want to talk more about anything else, feel free to just go go for it. Um, I, my, I just wanted to. I, I wrote some amount of notes for for Cut Me Off, which ve- yeah. which. Gave me a very, uh, I, I, I don't know why I can like point this out or I can like listen to this or catch it, but this is another song that reminded me of like Billie Eilish again. It's a oh, very yeah. dark, moody, um, um, like almost whispery type uh, melody that kind of just goes through through the whole song but this one very much sound, like reminded me of a Billie Eilish song for sure but I did like this song as it got um um as it as it went through the outro because I think it it added more elements to it because I I don't know if it was like the percussion that happened but then there was like this more like haunting uh, melody being sung in the background um yeah so that that's that's one song i wanted to point yeah, out that i was actually that's what i would have talked about too uh yeah m- mainly because of her boa's like the style that she's singing in it that also felt like a choice it mm-hmm. she sounded kind of detached and aloof and i thought it, it was done so well like throughout the whole song like she doesn't change her, her volume a lot, but like, it just sounds like really cool and is like a deliberate performance in in the song. Uh, but then like in the end, they do add some like background vocals mm-hmm. to to help with I guess changing or like giving it more to listen to. It, so I, I really like this song too. Probably one of my two favorites on this. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, Interesting. yeah no, I, I like coming off a lot too. Uh, like yeah, even though it sees the same level as y'all said, like there's something to it. Um, so I put this song, I matched it up with two other songs. This is like a menacing trio of songs because I think Better, uh, Temptations, and Cut Me Off all sort of have like this menacing aura to it, mm-hmm. except what, um, where Better and uh, Temptations are more menacing where it's trying to draw you in. Cut Me Off is more of like telling you to do this or else I'll implode kind of like it feels like a ticking time bomb of a song mm-hmm. um like it really like it's a it sounds like a warning and like that's i thought that was super cool the bass really grooves in the second chorus especially um and then there's a there's some like soft arpeggiating synths in the background as well and i thought that was like a nice text adding a nice texture to the song so yeah this one's super cool really like the song a lot too it's definitely yeah, you don't really hear much of this in like K-pop, as you mentioned. Like, it's more like Billie Eilish right now. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if K-pop may steer towards a bit of this direction with some mm-hmm. some music. But yeah, it's um, yeah, really cool song. It definitely feels like that. That's the trend, especially with a lot of these groups that are coming up with more mature sounding uh, music. So. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and an, uh, another another song that I wanted to just quickly touch upon, it's it's the song that I wish was a lot better than it was because it's great, but I just don't. There's something about it that feels too artificial, and that's uh, L-O-V-E. Mm-hmm. 
and I know, I understand that it's a disco track and it's very much um, the 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 runs that Boa sing is very disco esque. But every time I hit, hear that hard, um, uh, I forget. It's kind of like a. It's the hard hit sound that just comes every few measures. It's like the, the, the it, it the the I think the the song starts with that with that hit sound. Oh yeah, that like very like, like sharp that, synth. That, right, exactly that that meow 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 like that that sound. Mm-hmm. I that took me away every single time and I was just like oh man I'm just trying to enjoy this bass line and just funky groove and then all of a sudden it's like some like wedding DJ person who like hits the pad uh, instead of like uh, sirens it's that synth and so that that song I wish was because it, it it there was it was cross it was like threading that fine line between um, funky and poppy and it would like sway back and forth and so i wish it kind of just stayed in that funky lane disco funky lane instead of trying to still sound um you know k-pop which we've heard a lot of uh groups uh lately they their choice is to go full vintage with a little bit of modern modernism contemporaryism to them but this one very much i i think that that the the reason why I like this album was because it sounded like Boa, but I think for me, if I'm thinking about the grand picture, I would have liked to see, like you know, I I would I, like I would have loved to see more songs like Cut Me Off, where it's like it takes you out of what you expect from Boa, because um, a lot of it was very reminiscent of again the the what i would consider the golden age of a k-pop which is like um i don't know i really like second i like second to third like that's like my perfect window um but that's what this again this song reminded me of um but yeah just leaving it was great but i really feel like it could have been perfect but Mm. it it didn't hit so yeah i don't think yeah i think with that I guess it didn't really bother me as much. I mean, I noticed it, but I don't think it like rubbed me the wrong that synthy part rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. as you did. Because for me, the verses like yeah, the chorus for sure is like disco vibes, but the verses I didn't feel very. I didn't get that disco sense to it, so it didn't. I feel like it didn't establish itself as a disco song at first. For me, it felt more runway sort of ballroom uh, style. Okay, of, um, so that's why it felt like it fit to me and then switching from that to disco because there was a lot of influence from disco to like the, bar- the barroom scene and uh, runway and stuff so i thought that was sort of an interesting choice but if one that sort of made sense to me and that's why like with the more talking parts of the vocals like that felt very runway to me so that was very this song feels more in that zone which is mm. why i think i really enjoyed that part of the song yeah, I think I just kind of want to speak to what like Chuck was saying about uh, kind of a retroish sound, but mm-hmm. I I felt that this had like a it was very like they had a timelessness to it. I feel like mm. it could have been released at any time in her career, and it would have felt mm-hmm. contemporary at any time. Like it it didn't 
rely on it i think as a as its like foundation for for its sound um but it just i mean it, it worked and i i like the song um and yeah i i think that's what i was just saying like oh if i heard this five years ago would it have sounded out of place it would have just it would have fit but it wouldn't it also wouldn't have been like the prevailing sound either but so i i just had this sense that this is this is a ball song and it could have been anytime like you could place it in anywhere in her career yeah i think that's why i i'm i was left wanting a little bit more um feeling like i i want to because very much so there's songs in this album that is a straight up evolution of boa like of her history with k-pop and like it, you could you could tell it, it, it's almost like the songs that she wrote were the ones that we enjoyed like cause she understands herself where she is in her career um well then you have all these other songs that almost feel like okay we got to tick these boxes because it's this is what's popular right now or like this is what you got to have this type of song so um yeah I, I, I don't know I, it just we we definitely called out all the songs that she wrote so I think she knows where she needs to be um but again um why 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 change the formula um yeah okay I I, I feel like I've just been ping-ponging back and forth uh if you guys want to talk about any other song go for it I have so many notes. I don't yeah, know. Oh, Mark, like, just, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you, you should just at least just do your quick fire. Okay. So at least you can get yeah. it on. on well, the okay. First, Steven, is there anything that you really want to talk about still? Uh, no, I, I think I only have one note, I guess. It's, but it would be for Temptations. Okay. Uh, just, I liked this one. Like, it kind of had these chromatic passages that were really cool at the end of the chorus. Uh, and then, uh, something in that song that I noticed, but then in other songs too, I think something with like the way they were maybe mixing or processing her vocals, it just kind of sounded like slightly, I don't know, filtered or muted. And I, it didn't, I wish I could have, I could hear it next to something that didn't have as much like processing, but I couldn't stop hearing it whenever I was when I listened to the rest of it. Was that the whole the, song or the a certain sequence? I felt like it was throughout the whole song mm. of yeah, but maybe I'll have to go back. But this one, yeah. Temptations, to me sounded the least, um, the least what of what I know Bo to be, uh, which I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. Uh, I'm just saying this for sure was the standout track that made me think like, okay, this is a 2020 track. Like this is current K-pop, with, especially with those big horns in the background and um, the 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 descending like riffs that she was doing, like the like the na 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 na, like mm-hmm. the, that kind of sound. Um, not yeah, like I said, not to say that I didn't like it, but I uh, I like this song because it was something I wasn't expecting from Boa. And so, um, 
great pick. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good I, pick I feel like I said, oh, Alan, Mark, you go. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I, I was like, and then Stephen, go first because yeah. I have too many notes. But this one, I actually don't have that many. I did really like this song. It has this same kind of vibe as Iron and Sogi's Monster a little bit, but that... Yeah. So that's that, That's where my mind went. I feel like that would have mm-hmm. fit with their concept from earlier this year as well. Um, so yeah, okay. But I will try to run through a few other notes of things we may not have to... Actually, we talked about most of them already. Okay, yeah. this so, is what you need to talk about. You need to talk about Got Me Good, okay, got, Start Over, uh, and Gravity. Okay, Got Me Good. Uh, so first note, it's the same writers of Iron and Sulgi's Naughty. And it was interesting because this song kind of sounds like Naughty pushed to a slower tempo, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can, yeah. Yeah, like if it's like I a mix of Monster and Naughty into one. And uh, oh, yeah. Moonshine also had a, a part of Temptations as well, which has that same kind of vibe, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it just feels like a slower tempo Naughty. Um, but it's still, it sounds really cool because I think that tempo change separates it enough from that song for me to really like it. And it also has that, um, has another arpeggiated soft synth that I really like. Uh, the hi-hats on every offbeat was something cool. And um, they also, in the bridge, they, were, they had, they gave her one of those NCT vocal harmonies at the end that stretched out. And I thought that was cool. And it's uh, matched with the lyrics that said, because I will shine brightly. And that like was kind of nice, cool text painting a little bit as well. So those are my notes on... Uh, got me good um skip over to gravity so gravity um this one was cool it was written by i did i say this one yeah so it was co-written by simon petrin and um which is he made a really uh beautiful arrangement the acoustic guitar in it was really cool um i think this might have been my favorite vocal performance from boa on this album um, but then, Chuck, here's a note for you. Uh, Simon Petrin, who wrote this song, he also wrote NCT's Dancing in the Rain, which hey. is your favorite off of that album. And he yeah. also did 17's Lie Again off of an ode, which was one of my favorites off of that. Oh, no. And CLC's song Breakdown, which is my favorite CLC song. So I think like when he does this kind of lane of music, I really like. So um, I thought that was cool. Okay, and then lastly, start over. So I think this is the song I may have listened to the most out of all the songs in the oh. album. So interesting. Yeah, I was because I think the first listen I didn't think too much of it. It sort of I thought it just sounded sort of was going to be EDMy with a basic buildup for top forty, and it still sounds kind of top forty, but it doesn't have like that EDMness to it that I that turns me off. It's more sort of another triumphant song and introspective in a way because um, it gives me sort of the vibes of like sad boy vibes, like love, but also mm-hmm. with a mix of Carly Rae Jepsen. I get a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen in the song as well. Um, I think the syn- the textures of the synths are really nice. Um, the melody and the pre-chorus is probably my favorite melody throughout this entire album, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, the pre-chorus. The first time it happens, there's a quick pause in everything. And then she just comes in with the... Like I mentioned, like dancing across like the staff of the music sheet. Like that's the stuff that I really love. Um, the song sounds like what it sounds like falling in love to me. 
Like the lyrics are kind of interesting. Like for some reason, my heart is trying to pour out without knowing the interest rate of unfamiliar feelings. That's the pre-chorus. It's really interesting lyrics, but um, but yeah, just the arrangement itself, the depth of the synths. I feel like it simultaneously comes from like a deep place, but it also feels like reaching up to the sky and exaltation at the same time. I think that's like the mood. Maybe it's just where my mind is right now. That's like the kind of music I just want to listen to right now. I mean, Kid Cudi's album also just came out, which kind of does that same feeling. So, oh, it's so good. It's yeah. like that's the kind of. I guess that's just where my head is. So that's sort. Of, I guess mm-hmm. that's why I've listened to the song probably the most out of all of them. I'm so happy we ended with Start Over because that, that was very poetic, the way you <laughs> described the way that song felt for you. And like, I could, I, I, I understood you completely um, with that description. I, I, I was going to say, you, you do have like a soft spot for synth pop, like synth 80s, new, like, yeah, like, uh, sad boy you know, music, like sad boy music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah. That's my vibe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah, I have a lot. Yeah, all those notes. I just really love this album. That's really where it comes from. <laughs> it would be nice to. Uh, at, maybe at some point we should figure out some way to write all these notes da- out for people so they can kind of read what we want. Because I feel bad. Like, like, we all have these notes for all these songs. And sometimes we can only talk about them really quickly so it'd be fun to like write them out at some point i guess because like i would love to read your entire your your music notes for this entire album oh it's all on the google drive man (laughs) oh sorry well there you go well i i mean i mean i don't want to i don't know if you guys i don't remember you teased it last week but we do have a website in the works so maybe at some point we can we can do some music liners or you know show note liners whatever well boa thank you so much for staying in the game you have been incredible every single year you have been unstoppable undisputed champion queen of k-pop you have been amazing understanding exactly how to uh, evolve your sound still be being able to do all that choreo still looking amazing uh, still wearing crop tops like you did back in 2000 i'm assuming um but unfortunately our fun is gonna have to close up soon so let's do one last call any notes you guys want to talk about uh, concerning this album as a whole boa whatever you guys want I mean, I I, uh, I I actually don't have a lot of strong feelings about this album. Uh, <laughs> it, yes, it's thoroughly <laughs> enjoyable, um, but aside from like the, the the highlights, there are a lot of very interesting moments. But I I don't know if this is an album I would go back like frequently to. Um, but I it doesn't actually change really how i feel about like bella because she just is a legend and like i'll always want to hear what see what she's doing so yeah it's uh yeah just this this, some of the 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 songs were not too uh, i i I think 
I think Alan, I, I can see the tears in Alan. I know. It's <laughs> like he, he, he's, 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 he's becoming, he's transforming to 100% sad boy. He wants you to start over <laughs> with your opinion. I will <laughs> <yield> my time to Alan um, yeah, let's let's end with Alan. Or, I mean, Alan Mark's already like this is this is Alan Mark's album <laughs> for sure. This is this is your. I mean, you already said it's like your top three album, and I, I'll have to. I I don't necessarily agree with you, Alan Mark, that it's my top three, but it's definitely top something, top ten, top twenty. It's definitely up there as far as um, a really. I mean, I'm a sucker for Boa too, so it's kind of like I can't think of another artist where it's like no matter what they put. I guess that would be Kanye West, I guess. Even like now? for me, like <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> not now. Well, I mean, I, I mean not not I In don't secret. even remember the uh this, the 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 like this the poopity poop or scoopity poop whatever song. Uh what was that album called? Anyway, um no matter, like Kanye West for me, it's like no matter wh- what he does yeah. outside of music, I'll still always listen to his music. And so that's the same thing for me with Boa, like it doesn't matter what she puts out. It's Boa. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna like it. I I obviously have favorites. Um, uh, harking back to earlier generations, but I'm just more appreciative. I think the fact that she's still continuing on and she's still producing at a high level. And yeah, I mean, there's no one. There's no question that every other K-pop idol and group idolizes boa like she paved the way for these for everyone to kind of follow in her the shadow and um basically she's able to to still sound authentic but at the same time evolve with the times I'm just appreciative that she can still dance because, like, that those are my favorite. Those are like my favorite parts of Boa music videos. It's just seeing the choreo that she pulls off and, like, yeah, like the 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 little like the neck movement in uh, Better Choice. Right. So good, so good. So, thank you, you Boa. It's funny you mentioned the. Um, Surprised she could dance this wall still because I remember when celebrating her twentieth anniversary. She did a video where she was answering questions that other SM uh, artists gave her to an- to a- answer. And one of the questions was, um, do your knees hurt when it rains outside? <laughs> oh, no. And that came from, a, <laughs> yes, that yes. Came from Lee Tuck from uh, Super Junior. <laughs> oh, so that God. was really funny. I mean, he's like also that's been so around. Funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that as well. Um, but yeah. I know. I guess my turn to talk about the album. I guess we're just ramping our way. I mean, up. You, you, we we kind of let you like you. This is your album yeah. for sure. To I talk mean, about. yeah. I mentioned yeah. it is like yeah. I think top three for me, at least with impact. Um, though I, it's December. I usually revisit a whole bunch of albums at this point. It may change, but I think even when I first listened to it on December first, it stuck out. Like every track stuck out to me in some way. Um, like. There's something about this album specifically that feels sort of throwback to be almost nostalgic. Like it really felt like a pure celebration of her 20 years in the industry. Um, and I think this especially being very, to me, it was very melodically driven. Every song had like, there wasn't there wasn't a song that I feel like a lot of K-pop has done in the past few years where the chorus doesn't have a lot of vocal in it. It's like 
a synth melody or an instrumental melody in the actual chorus. But here, every song was very melodically driven, vocally at least, which sort of harkened back to the groups back when I was like first getting into K-pop. Um, like my favorite groups and their songs like Miss A, Beast, Infinite, and Taeyang, they had very melodically driven music as well. Um, at least the songs that I really liked. Um, so th- that kind of gave me that nostalgic feeling too. Um, and yeah, like even having that much roundedness melodically, um, like Carly Rae Jepsen, I mentioned, she has a lot of albums like that, like Emotions, very much that same kind of um, uh, like way to build an album and Galantsology. And those are like two of my favorite albums in the past five, six years. Uh, and like, so that has the same kind of structure to it. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I have it up there right now with like Rina Sayama's Sawayama and um, Hotfelt's 1719. I think those are my top three, at least as of today for 2020. We might, we'll talk about more, I'm sure, at some other soon. But yeah, that's that's my feelings about this album. Bo as an artist, thank you for still being around and being amazing. Uh, and yeah, honestly, yeah, true icon, true icon. With a K, right? No, no, uh, no. 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 <laughs> oh, no, without a K? No, no that's the group. Wrong right? agency, so, no, wrong no. agency. <laughs> well, oh, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. Sorry, sorry, Bo. Again, I feel like I'm just going to perpetually, just continually apologize to Bo. <laughs> yeah. We, this episode is going to be coming out uh, Friday, December 18th. Um, we don't have that many weeks left in the year. Um, we do have a fun special planned next week. Next Friday is, fortunately for us, Christmas time. And you know what that means. We're going to do a rundown of some of our favorite K-pop Christmas tracks. I am so excited. It's a fun special. We are, uh, we just kept going, like, when we first discussed this, we just kept going back and forth, like, laying out, like, oh, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. So it should be exciting to do. Um, I know we got to give our awards for the year. Should we do that this year or the beginning of next year? What do you think? We could we could squeeze it out because yeah, if we New line, Year's is uh, if we line it up correctly, it it would fall on January first. Exactly. So oh, I, I I think we'll we'll try we'll try to do. It'll absolutely be in the new year, whether it'll be January first <laughs> or January eighth. But we'll 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 get it to you as soon as you can, or as soon as we can. But. It should be exciting set of uh, episodes in the following weeks. Um, but yeah, we just, we, we were really appreciative. I mean, we'll keep talking about this uh, for our final two. Or actually, our final, our Christmas episode will be our final episode of the year. But we can't thank you enough. It doesn't matter if you're a relative or a friend or somebody we don't even know somewhere randomly in the world. We just really appreciate you taking the time to click on our podcast and have a listen, whether it be for one minute or for the whole shebang. So we, again, really appreciate all the support. It has been our pleasure talking about K-pop. I mean, Alan Mark went and liked or retweeted a tweet that I did back in 2017 when we first started talking about (laughs) the fact that we were going to do this uh 
podcast. So the fact that it's finally come to fruition, we are on episode eight, guys. We are two episodes away from finally breaking my curse <laughs> of of getting to double digits. And like, I know that's uh, I'm not trying to curse how you can eat. I'm just saying that um, you know, ten weeks of podcast. That's that's a commitment, and so we are staying committed for sure because it is so much fun hanging out with you like i mean we got the vaccine already so let's just hope that we can still have time to record this podcast uh thank you everyone so much for listening please make sure to check out our other episodes we have a lot of fun banter you can see you can witness all of our puns they're incredibly punny and leave us any ratings or reviews on your favorite podcast platforms we also have an email that you can email us at <laughs> howyoucaneat at gmail.com. Steven is pleading and begging you to email. He wants <laughs> any ounce. One. It can be hate mail. Steven yeah. will read it. He just wants any amount of engagement. So please send, <laughs> just direct it to Steven. It doesn't have to be about how yeah. you can eat. It can just be about how Steven's opinions are correct and he feels how, how he validates you as a person with your... Um, contrarian opinions on the greatest <laughs> artist of all time, Boa. But <laughs> we would love to hear any comments, feedbacks, questions you might have. We would love to do a mailbag at one point to kind of just answer any questions you may have. Uh, we'll do our best. Obviously, we have varying ranges of knowledge. So we'll do. We, you can even ask us about anything, anything about us. Anything about other things that we like, like sports, whatever you want. We would just love one email. Even you, mom, or moms, you can email us if you want. Anyway, um, you can also follow us on all the socials at Hall You Can Eat. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on... That's all of them. <laughs> That's all of them. We're on... We have a Discord that is still in the works we may have a Facebook. Who knows what we'll have. Oh, did I start a TikTok? Don't follow us yet. I didn't start that. <laughs> but but pretty soon, 2021 is going to be a great year for How You Can Eat. We're going to be feasting every single week. It's going to be a fun journey. It's been a great pleasure starting this uh, podcast with you guys. Because I think this is our last official um, album release podcast, right? So mm-hmm. it's been... It's been quite the journey. I can't believe just like nine or ten weeks ago we started this yeah. thing. It just all came from a little picture of me re-registering how you can eat on Anchor. So it's just like it's it's just fun to uh, see where we come. I even had to ship something across the state to Steven yeah. so that he can have that beautiful crisp sound. <laughs> um, and uh, and I even saw Alan Mark. You have that you have that like little soundproof uh, half circle thing going on right like yep. around trying your to limit ball. how much how much noise comes <laughs> in <laughs> we're gonna have to build you one of those like cardboard like uh soundproof uh walls at one point yeah uh, but th- that that's for later well uh once we once we get to episode 10 then we can be really big time um well for alan mark steven and i it has been our pleasure being your leaders so long stay safe And we'll see you next week for a fun Christmas special. Bye. See ya.